It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every single day of the week. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Make sure to watch and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube. Follow Lockdown Panthers, put that in the search bar, click on the blue one, not the red one. We're the Lockdown Carolina Panthers podcast. We already knew that. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. Already got over 200 subscribers. Please, let's get that number up. Let's help more people find this show. And also be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only, please, on Apple Podcasts. And follow me over on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter right there, at Julian Council, because every single Friday, we have the weekly Friday mailbag show on the show. The weekly Friday mailbag here on the show. Going to get it without getting tongue-tied so either at me at julian council or dm me at julian council there over on twitter to send in your questions on today's show anish shroff he is the brand new voice of your carolina panthers replacing mcmixon after 17 seasons we had mick on last summer great guy salt of the earth but he's now going to pass the proverbial torch over to anish shroff and you might have heard of anish he's been living here for 10 years now in Charlotte, working for ESPNU, the ACC Network. He's the lead voice for college lacrosse. And I've actually been watching him for a while because I played lacrosse back in high school and big fan of his work and big fan of the guy he is. Awesome conversation coming up here for you on the show today. So make sure to stick to stay tuned and watch that as Anish is a great guy. And I think all of y'all are going to love him moving forward here in Charlotte and wherever you are and wherever you listen to the Carolina Panthers radio network. So we'll get into that conversation with Anish Shroff here in just a moment. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. For listeners who served in or worked for the United States Marine Corps or have family or friends who might have, I wanted to notify you about an available resource. From 1953 to 1987, personnel assigned to Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune were potentially exposed to contaminated drinking water. Marine Corps has since partnered with health agencies to conduct scientific studies to assess impacts from potential exposures, and they are working to keep those Marines, their families, and civilian employees informed of updates and resources available to them. If you or someone you know may have been at Camp Lejeune during those years, please consider registering with the Camp Lejeune Historic Drinking Water Notification Database. You can learn more and register at www.marines.mil.clwater. That's www.marines.mil.clwater. All right, back here on Locked on Panthers. And as promised, the brand new voice of your Carolina Panthers, Anish Shroff. You might have seen him 
on TV, on ESPNU, on the ACC Network, the SEC Network. He has been living here in Charlotte for over a decade now, and he is now the voice of your Carolina Panthers first off. Anish, congratulations, man. Really happy for you. Yeah, this is a dream. Um, it's so cool. Charlotte's become home for us. Uh, as I've said, you know, basically throughout the day, it's become a forever home for us. And to be able to do this uh, in your own backyard, um, yeah, there's nothing better. Yeah, I was just telling you before we popped on here how I play lacrosse locally here in high school at Providence High. And our coach always used to tell us on the weekends, like, hey, guys, I want you back home watching lacrosse, studying the game, learning about the game. And every time I turn it on, a lot of times you were calling the games. So it's I've been familiar with you since you came to Charlotte. And it's really cool now to see you have this position for folks who might not be as familiar with you. Just tell us about yourself, how you got here. Just who is Anish Schrock? <laughs> yeah, that's a loaded question. But, um, you know, the Cliff Notes version is um, when I started at ESPN in Bristol, uh, I was a, a studio anchor. Um, that's what they brought me on as. And I was anchoring ESPN News, filled it on Sports Center. Um, really got involved with the college sports, college football live. And then there was an opportunity uh, to do play by play. And I'd always wanted to do play by play. And I had done it in the past. I'd done radio, I'd done television. Um, and, you know, television fast tracked me on the studio side. So uh, the opportunity came up to do uh, really one lacrosse game. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the Georgetown Notre Dame game in, in DC and I'd covered lacrosse in college was familiar with it and so I did the one game and they liked what I heard and they liked what they heard at least uh decent enough to say hey do you want to do some more and I was like yeah dude, this is it's nice to be at a live event you get the juices going it's a different type of adrenaline so that one lacrosse game led to another and then you know they asked if I wanted to do some football and I started um, you know, doing some high school stuff. There was some HBCU stuff, um, Sunbelt, Mac, smaller conferences, if you will. Gradually worked my way up on the college football ranks, um, picked up college basketball and stayed with lacrosse uh, really from the beginning. And now I'm the lead voice for college lacrosse on ESPN. Um, and, you know, it, it's been a fun journey. And, and when, you know, I had heard about this job coming open, it was like, man, how cool would it be to do NFL home team radio um, and not have to move and to do it in the town that um, you've put down roots where you're raising a family. My daughter's a Panthers fan, right? She was born in Charlotte. That's all she knows. She likes yeah. the colors. So it, it was really just, um, it, it made a lot of sense if it could work. And ESPN was unbelievably supportive and encouraging. And they're saying, hey, go for it. We wish you well. I was transparent with them. Um, and the Panthers have been great about still letting me keep, you yeah. know, my, my ESPN component of all this. So, yeah, it's cool too because you join West Durham, who is a part of the ACC network, who calls the Falcons games. Dave Pash, who calls college football, college basketball. Those games with Bill Walton are always fun to watch on Thursday nights. He calls the Cardinals games, and Bob Shoes and calls the Jets games. So it's not like it's uh, it's unique, but it's also really cool to see ESPN allow you all to be able to step up and have a, a role in the local community in which you live in. And how important was that to you? Because you talk about you've been here for a decade now to be able to now be the voice of the Carolina Panthers and to have a more integral role here in the Charlotte community. Yeah, you know, like we've done some stuff right in the community, but when you have a platform like the Panthers do, I can make the case in the entire Carolinas, no one's got a bigger platform than the Panthers brand. I mean, that's the NFL team that, is the team of the Carolinas based in Charlotte. So uh, for me, it was important to have that opportunity to get involved with the community. And, and you know, 
we're in we're in the age where you know a lot of people like to say things and like to tell other people what to do but the panthers give you a platform where you can be actionable right you can actually um put words to meaning and put words to action help people i've always believed there's a unifying power in sports right it doesn't matter what gender or race or socioeconomic class or political affiliation you have we can all unite under one banner at least for a few hours right yeah drawing our fault lines all over the place so um again i think there's a power to that and then there's a power in sports and i think there's nothing bigger than the nfl so um yeah for me that was a huge draw um given all the panthers do in the community um to have a part of that uh, to be a part of that and then you know again to just try to bring people together which is um something I think our world really needs right now. Yeah, no, it'd be awesome. And uh, the Panthers nation here keep pounding. A lot of people, they're very passionate. And you will see uh, that over. I'm sure you've already seen it on Twitter. You'll especially uh, get immersed into that now. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I mean, uh, a lot of my friends here in Charlotte are Panther fans, right? Um, I've adopted them as my local team um, since I've moved here. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Like, has it rubbed up on you? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, I would say for the last, I don't know how many years, you know, I've, I've pretty much had them on every Sunday. I'd come home from a college football game Saturday and, you know, I'm starting prep on the next week or I'm hanging out with my family and the game is on, you know, that's, that's the team. And so you, you sort of kind of become entrenched and you become a fan. Right. And, and when they're going to Super Bowls, right. Like, Hey, I'm a Charlotte guy now. Like, you know, that's, that's Cam Newton. That's the Panthers in the Super Bowl. It's, it's a cool deal to say, you know, a team from your city is, is, is winning big and, and is having success when they are. Um, and then we'll get back there. But um, yeah, so, yeah, it, it definitely rubbed off and it, it makes the transition into this job easier where, you know, it's not like you're coming in learning a new language where you don't know anything about the team um, to a certain degree. I've followed them for a decade um, yeah. the last year, you know, gearing up for all of this, certainly much more closely. Um, but you kind of have some baseline knowledge and familiarity. And again, having seen a lot of these guys in college, you know, that gives you some perspective and context as well. Oh, absolutely. And it'll be really cool, too. I mean, you're stepping in in the booth with two Panther legends and Jordan Gross, the yeah. former left tackle here, and Jake DeLome, who's both of those guys in the Panthers Hall of Honor, Ring of Honor, whatever we call it here. So it's cool to get that opportunity, too. But um, you're replacing a legend in Mick Mixon. And I'm right here on YouTube, I'm watching – I'm wearing Carolina Tar Heels shirt. And I've been listening to Mick back when he was calling the games back at Woody Durham with the Tar Heel Sports Network in the past 17 years here in Charlotte. What kind of advice? Not not saying that necessarily you need advice because you've been doing this for a while now. But what kind of message did he give to you as he passed the torch to you as the voice of the Carolina Panthers? He's been unbelievable. Um, when I was offered the job, he was my first phone call. And I'd only met him really during the interview process. Um, I had known of him. I had admired him from afar. But I didn't really know him. Um I had heard unbelievable things about what kind of person he was, what kind of broadcaster he was, and just the human being. And when I first connected with him, and we talked a little bit uh, before and after um, I had my last interview with the Panthers, it was like, man, everything they say about this guy times a thousand. Yeah, yeah he's great. <laughs> Salt of the earth, unbelievable human being. And when I got the job, I mean, he, he said, hey, I'm in your corner. What can I do? Um, I want to give you the space to kind of be you and, have your own niche and your own voice. And, you know, I'm not going to show up in the press box every week looking over your shoulder, but if you need something, 
I'm here. If I can help with the transition, if you have questions and, you know, I've been in this business long enough. Um, I wish that was common. It's not. Yeah. Um, you know, th there could be a lot of people, oh, that's the new guy. He's replacing me. I mean, I don't care. Right. Like I'm out, I'm done. And, and Nick's retiring. So it's a little bit different. Um, but he's just been so gracious and so kind. And um, even when I was in the building on Friday and I had a chance to just spend some time with him and talk with him a little bit, um, you know, we're of a different age, we're of a different generation, but there's a lot of things that we connect on and that we have in common. Um, and so it was, it was kind of nice just getting to know him. And, um, you know, he's offered up not just counsel, but friendship, um, which means a lot to me. And uh, I plan to take up on that and get to know him even better, um, you know, in these next few months. No, that's awesome. I love Mick. Had him on the podcast last summer when it was first announced that he was going to retire. It's going to be his last season. And, hey, he's moving down to Alamance County. He'll be on his farm on his tractor listening to you on Sundays. So you definitely don't have to worry about him being over your shoulder. But that's awesome to hear you had the same experience I think a lot of us have had here over the years with Mick here in Charlotte. But um, I want to get your thoughts on this Panthers team as this is a crucial offseason for Pretty much everyone over there on South Mint Street and Uptown. So we'll get into that conversation here in just a moment. We are here in the month of March, my favorite month of the year. And around this time of the year, we've pretty much given up on all of our New Year's resolutions. But we're not going to do that this year, folks. We're going to stick to our resolution of eating right. And thanks to Bill Bar, it almost feels like we aren't really doing resolution because we actually enjoy eating them. Have y'all tried the Bill Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Matter of fact, all Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, that's 100% real chocolate in every single delicious Bill Bar. They're low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. They're better tasting and they're better for you. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers with the brand new voice of your Carolina Panthers, Anish Schroff. You've probably seen him on ESPN. If you watched the NC State Carolina game on Saturday, he was on the call with uh, another Charlottean and Paul Bean Party. A uh, shout out to Paul. I love uh, his daughter, Katarina, and I are pretty good friends. Um, but either way, let's get into a conversation here on these Panthers. Uh, we, we know who you are now, Anish, and you've been watching the team. You've been here for a decade. They've been your adopted team. I imagine that they're your number one team. Just your overall thoughts on the Panthers after they're coming off of a 5-12 and 12 season in year two of Matt Rule. I'm sure disappointing for a lot, but maybe there is some light at the end of the tunnel here for the Panther fans in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, I think the thing that will really crystallize here in the next few weeks is you know, what the plan is long-term, what the plan is short-term. And 
Um, I'm looking forward to what they do with the draft. Obviously, the offensive line um, is, you know, the biggest emphasis. It's the biggest need. Um, and, and then you got Sam Darnold with um, a big cap number going into the last year of his contract. So it'll be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. Do you, do you ride it out one more year with, with Sam Darnold and give him a chance to say, um, hey, go ahead and prove yourself? Because I, I think the one thing you got to realize, too, you look at the history of the Panthers. Um, if you're going to list, let's say, the three best quarterbacks in, in franchise history, you got Cam, Jake DeLome, and Steve Berline, probably yeah. number three. And Jake and Steve Berline were both late bloomers. You know, they didn't burst onto the scene and and start right away. They waited their turn. They were backups. You know, DeLone was a, a third-string quarterback before the Panthers brought him over. Next thing you know, you know, he, he almost wins a Super Bowl for you. Yeah. Uh, thing, you know, Steve Berline in the early expansion years, you know, right when the, the team was born, you know, he put up some pretty big seasons. Uh, in fact, he's the answer to a trivia question. Who's the last Notre Dame quarterback to go to a Pro Bowl? It's Steve Berline. Steve Berline, yeah. So, you know, those guys were late bloomers and, and Sam Darnold was a, a first round pick. And, and listen, I, I watched a lot of Jets. I'm, I'm a Jersey guy. So cool. I watched a lot of Jets. I know. Um, <laughs> and, and he showed you flashes at certain points. Now, he'll have to probably put it together for an entire season. But um, to me, he's got as much riding on this as, as anybody. Um, if he can put together a solid season and play well, whether it's with the Panthers or somewhere else, he's showing, you know, the other 31 teams and Carolina, hey, I can be a starter in this league. So there's a lot at stake for him. Um, but they got to get the offensive line right. And I, you know, expect them to address that in, in, in some way, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency or a combination of both. Defensively, um, you know, you saw what they did when they were healthy early. Yeah. You know, there are real pieces there um, that you got to feel good about long term. And I think if you can, again, solve the two big, you know, areas that were question marks last year, O-line and quarterback, um, and I think you got to, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say, hey, this is what you, you, you should do or you shouldn't do, but I think we'll see in the next month and change, you know, how they're looking at this, whether it's, uh, hey, let's go long-term offensive line, let's go long-term quarterback, whatever it might be. Um, I, I, that's kind of what I'm curious to see, you know, What's the plan? Short term? What's the plan? Long term? We're still waiting for the puzzle pieces to to sort of fit. I think I yeah. died pretty well there. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the good thing is it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, hopefully, Darnold, if he can either improve or they find another answer, we'll see how that plays out. And obviously, the offensive line needs to take a step forward here in year three. And it's Matt Rule. It's his third year. You talk about you spent a lot of time calling a lot of college games. Did you ever have an interaction with Matt Rule back when he was at Temple or Baylor and just your impressions on him? Yeah, of him. Yeah, and I can tell you this for a fact. Uh, I had a few of his games at Temple, and then uh, there was one summer I was covering the Little League World Series in Waco, one of the regional sites. Yeah, we were staying, oh, just down the road from where Baylor was practicing, and so I went over uh, one day and just, you know, dropped in on preseason camp and, and chatted with Matt Rule for a good bit. He had just gotten to Baylor. Remember that was a mess. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Matt Rule from what I saw in college. Um, I remember doing his first couple of Temple games that I had. And I remember not just me, our whole crew, we walked away and we all had the same thing. Like that's an NFL coach. And sometimes, you know, you could tell there's certain guys, they're college coaches. We walked away saying that's an NFL coach. I think, you know, 
if we can get through COVID, I think what will help Matt rule hopefully in year three is he can be more visible in the community. Yeah. Uh, hasn't been able to do that because of COVID. You know, everything has been virtual. We've been masked up. We've been, you know, behind doors. We've been inside a lot. And so, um, you know, you saw Ron Rivera always out there, right? I, I, I kind of feel that's an opportunity for Matt Rule to, to kind of connect with this fan base and through no fault of his own, right? I mean, you know, it, he took over. We've been in a pandemic. So um, I think that maybe has a chance to change the narrative a little bit. But again, having covered him in college, I, I always came away impressed um, with what he is um, and who he is. And, you know, we're, we're into year three. I mean, what was the talk about Zach Taylor going into year three? I mean, it, yeah. it was very similar. And, you know, look where they ended up. And I think sometimes you got to give coaches – you know, a little bit of time. Um, you got to give coaches a little bit of time to grow. So um, I know that sounds like the company line, but, um, you know, Frank Beamer, who's got a statue outside of Lane Stadium at Virginia Tech, was 24 and 40 in his first six seasons. He was six games under or 16 games under 500. Yeah. He's got a statue now in front of the building. So um, coaches evolve, coaches learn. And, um, you know, again, from what I saw from Matt Rule at Temple and Baylor, he's a good coach. Yeah, and that's a great point you bring up, too, about, you know, former coaches like Frank Beamer. We could talk about Mike Krzyzewski and what he did in his first couple of years at Duke, and now he is arguably the greatest college basketball coach of all time. And I'm not sitting here saying that Matt Rule is going to be Frank Beamer or Coach K. We don't really give coaches a lot of time to be able to establish that foundation and build the program that they want to build and to be able to see it through. And I've certainly had my criticisms of Matt Rule, and I love that you bring up that he hasn't been able to be visible within the community because of the pandemic. And I brought that up as well. It's like, Hey, if we saw him more in community, I don't know if we see the kind of vitriol that we see on Twitter. Well, we probably do because it's Twitter, but either way, that's certainly a great point you bring up there. Cause especially with Ron Rivera being here for nine years. Now we always saw him and knew he was a part of the city of Charlotte, but, um, well, man, not, and you, you go back again, you take over during COVID, right. And yeah, you know, you, you bring in, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater as, uh, what he was going to be a stopgap option. Right. Um, you had the offensive line issues last year. Um, your best player is basically hurt for, for the majority of the last two seasons. So yeah. I think, you know, there are some mitigating factors. You know, they've lacked that continuity on the offensive line. Um, it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you don't get production from that position, it's very hard to win. Um, defensively, I do think you are seeing his blueprint. I mean, his team's yeah. and his team's at Baylor. They were known for, for one thing, first and foremost, that was toughness. And, and you're seeing that on the defensive side. And, and again, three years is not a long time. He's only coached two of them. So, I'm, um, you know, I, I really hope, I really hope um, um, you know, he, Matt Rule um, does well at Carolina. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, yeah, and, hey, I'm, I'm a native of Charlotte and I think everyone who listens to this show and is going to be listening to you and watching this is going to want the same thing. And we just got to be a little bit more patient. I try to preach patience, even though, like there, I, like I said, I have my criticisms of Rule and what he's done here. But, yeah, it, it, it takes time. And I'm hoping that we see in that year three. We, see it, we saw it at Temple. We saw it at Baylor. You got that huge leap. And after one season where the defense really struggled, they were in the top units in the NFL last year. Hopefully you can do that on the offensive side of the ball this upcoming season. But Anish, again, man, congratulations on this job. Really excited that you get to be the voice of the Carolina Panthers. Charlotte, my home, your home, your daughter's home, your wife's home. <laughs> Great city. And we're so happy to have you representing us with this organization 
for hopefully the next 20 plus years, however long you want to do this, man. <laughs> yeah, I hope to do this a long time. I mean, this is, um, telling somebody the other day they said it was is this different than when you got the job at espn and i said yeah um you know i was 25 26 years old back then and you're always sort of looking ahead right you don't stop to to reflect you don't stop to even stay in the present and this has been more about kind of looking back and reflecting and having gratitude and, and appreciation and humility for where you came from for the journey, for all the twists and turns in the road. And uh, yeah, like I said, Charlotte, Charlotte is home. Um, you know, uh, I'm tickled to death to be able to do this. And, you know, we are going to win some games. Um, you know, we are going to win some games. I really do believe in the future of this organization. I really do believe um, in the direction that they're going in. I really believe in the ownership and the leadership. Um, it's not if, it's it's when. Um, and, and they're going to do it. So, um, you know, I think we just got to be patient and, and trust in their long-term plan. Um, and this thing will come to fruition and, you know, hope to, hope to call some big games here in the next few years. Yeah. And here's the thing, Nish, you would be the first ever play-by-play -play guy that we've ever had to call a Super Bowl if that does happen. And we've been there. Bill Rosinski called one back in 04, the 03 season and back in 2015 season at Mick and hopefully third time's a charm. Third play-by-play hey. -play guy. Anish Roth going to deliver a championship here to Charlotte. Hey, we're the Queen City. We need a crown, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Again, guys, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Anish ESPN, A-N-I-S-H ESPN. Might have to change that handle, by the way, Anish, uh, since you're a Panthers guy, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's possible. I've heard that's, that's quite a process, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't want to lose that uh, that blue check mark. Those are very hard to work for. I, I know the wait. I, I I had a long wait, finally got mine recently. So, uh, again, man, congratulations. Thanks for joining us here today on Locked on Panthers. Yeah, Julian, thank you. What a fun conversation with the knees drop. Super excited for him. He's awesome. Like, he did the Mayo Bowl with Mike Gola Jr., and they're good buddies. And I used to work with Gojo back when I was working at ESPN Radio in Bristol and Really awesome to have Anish Roth here now as the voice of the Carolina Panthers. I love McMixon. Loved him back when he was on Atari Hill Sports Network and when he came here to Charlotte. He's always been gracious to me, and I'm really excited to now build a relationship with Anish Roth and our entire city and our entire fan base be able to build that relationship with him as the voice of the Carolina Panthers. He's going to do a fantastic job. He already works at ESPN, so you know that he's the best of the best, and now he's ours. So, Go out there, follow him on Twitter, at Anish Shroff, or sorry, at Anish ESPN, but you can always find his name, Anish Shroff, on Twitter or by searching it. So at A-N-I-S-H Shroff or ESPN. I'm, I'm butchering his Twitter handle. You, are, you saw it. If you watch the show on YouTube, you saw it. If not, you can find it on my Twitter. So go follow him, all right? Just go out there and do that. But that's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network with yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to subscribe to the show and watch it every Monday through Friday here on YouTube. You can also rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and follow us over on Spotify and wherever you listen to this show and all of your favorite shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. So either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council so I can answer those questions. In the meantime, stay safe. Be warm if you're somewhere cold because we're back here in the 70s in Charlotte, North Carolina. By the way, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Thursday.
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.